For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. kind of a rough life growing up. Um, my dad was very physical. Um, so my mother uh, put me into martial arts when I was 10. Just to, I, so I'd have self-defense growing up against my father. Then when I hit my teenage years, I got into sports real big and made it good in that. Went to college, uh, played in a rock and roll band. I didn't meet the Eternal Grandmaster uh, until later, until 1969 through a tournament that I was fighting in in Tucson, Arizona. And that, back then it was called Midwest Karate Federation. And some of the guys that I hung around with said that it might be a good place for me to go because I needed discipline, I needed some direction, I needed something for my life instead of just being a smart aleck. When I first went to school up there in Omaha, like I said, I had long hair down the middle of my back, and I really didn't have respect for anybody because everybody I'd met at that point was, their egos were so big, all they wanted to do is see if you could fight or not. And when he first met me, he kind of looked at me and looked at my hair, and he said, uh, get your uniform, get ready for class. I said, all right. But I started in the back of class, and we did, you know, basic punches from a middle stance, and all of a sudden now we're doing this uh, number two leg swing thing. Never seen a kick above my waist in my life. And uh, all of a sudden, all these people around me, their legs are flying over the top of their head, and mine's coming about right here. I felt really inferior by the kicking that this man had taught these students. Towards the end of class, they're doing some sparring. So he brought me out to spar um, some of his black belts. And I fought in open tournaments. I knew no rules. I mean, I foot sweeps, face punches, groin kicks, that was all legal to me back then. And the first person came out, and I swept him and smacked him in the head. And he went down, and he brought another one out. Basically the same thing. So I, I sparred about three or four of his students. And he stopped, and he, in his broken English way, he stood in front of the class. He says, you think this guy's pretty good? And they're all sitting there going. So he turned around and says, okay, you and me spar now. I'm like, fine, here it goes again, you know. And so he, he was just so funny when he sparred. He's like a bumblebee. I mean, his hands are up here. He's just kind of motivating like that. And I thought, well, he's short. I'm going to get him. I made one move. Next thing I knew, he's picking me up off the floor. I was like, what did he hit me with? I mean, he knocked me down about six or seven times. And I, I still, today, I know it's now a sidekick that he hit me with over and over and over. But the first thing he hit me was a jump round kick. I mean, spun my head right around my shoulders. And so I sat down on the floor, and he dismissed the class. And he came out and... Um, sat in front of me. And he said, what do you want me to teach you? And I just kind of looked at him and I said, 
If you can teach me how to do a good low block, I'd really appreciate it. So that's where we start. After that first night that we just talked about, because I had long hair, like I said, and the next day I came into the studio because I was there for the weekend, and he came in and he gave me $2 and told me to go across the street and get my hair cut. Because uh, he's kind of hippie. Got long hair and uh, wiggly shirt, and uh, he, he wore this, uh, what it's called, this sandals. First, when you go home, you have to clean up first. And also you add it's not good, so you go back, you change all that, then you're going to come back. So I went across the street and cut off about an inch and a half. And I came back in and he said, that's not enough. You know, so I went back and had a little bit more. Then somehow I thought he's not going to come, but he's going to come back again. And really nice that, okay, now you do. When I ask you to come, you come, tell him what tell to you better do it. And he say, yes, sir, no, sir. Okay, you're good enough. So since I adopted him. So, you know, he always called me a hippie because I was. And, and then I realized that that wasn't important. It's just that it made him laugh because it, it was just a nickname for me. I've, I've been, I told him to not say those kind of story, but he still he been open his big mouth around well, we were at headquarters one day with one of Grandmaster Lee's younger brothers, and I'd said to him, I said, you know, we're doing these forms that they really have a background other than, than a Korean background. And I said, we need our own forms, not somebody else's forms. And he said, well, why don't you go tell Grandmaster? And I thought, well, this is a pretty brazen thing to do. But I found out right away you never uh, offer a suggestion because if you do, you'll also get the assignment. So when I went there and I said, sir, I said, what we need right now is our own forms. And he said, that's exactly what I'm looking for. So why don't you start? So I took our old forms that I knew and I, we sat down and we talked about it and I took a, a broken board that someone had broken and, and we started drawing and we ended up with the star. The very first day that it was, the first day we talked about it, the star was conceived. It's the medical symbol of the person that has his arms out, his feet spread, and it's a circle. And they say that from the center point of the body that's even all the way to that, that that's kind of where the beginning came to develop that because it was a, everything was even. In the old styles, the forms that we did, nothing was ever even. You'd start at one point and end up somewhere else. And at that point we laid all the forms out. Within two or three days, the pattern of all the forms was laid out based on the Sangam star. They all start in one place on the star, which we call home, and then you leave home and you travel all around the star and then you come back at the end of each form and just like you do at the end of each day and there's a whole philosophy built into the forms, and it's in all of our books, and you'll see it throughout Song Am is a philosophy that's based on the forms. The Song Am forms, there's nothing like it anywhere in the world. You look at any other set of forms, there's no connection from one form to another. But uh, the star forms, the Song Am forms, are pretty remarkable. And what we did was we took and put like all the hand techniques that are around in almost every style, all the kicking techniques, all the stances, and we just started kind of eliminating because a lot of things were double. And then as a white belt wanted to be created, Matt Grandma said, okay, we're going to have high block, low block, reverse punch, and front kick, and side kick. Okay, so now put it together. So that's kind of how it started, is that he would say, okay, these are the techniques we want to have in this, at this level. Now you guys 
we'll do it. We get together and videotape and then send it to Grandmaster and then he'd change it around or whatever he wanted to do with it, you know. I also learned about details because you'd do a technique and he'd say, you think that's right? And he would change it maybe a quarter of an inch. I found out that the details really do matter through the creation of the form. And Master Oliver and I spent, you know, probably five years of our life that's all we worried about and that's all we talked about. And of course, Grandmaster was over us all the time and giving us direction and it came out pretty well. I believe that the, one of the biggest things that he ever did for me is he gave us the privilege to help create the style of Song Am and create the forms. To me, that was something beyond the realm because we always learned other styles back then. And they always came from ancient, ancient. And here we were, he was allowing me to be a part of changing history. Not a lot of people get to do that. And everybody that's in the ATA organization changed history. Whether they realize it or not, they changed martial arts history forever. I think that probably one of the biggest things that um, I had was I had a student that came to me that was a blind student. And it was a radical and they couldn't control him in school. And he was about 15 years old. And I had no clue how to teach a blind person. And so I called the Eternal Grandmaster and I said, how would you teach a blind person? And he goes, I don't know, figure it out. And I taught him with clickers in his hand, in my hands, so I could click and he could hear it and he'd follow it. So he learned to block, he learned to listen, he learned to follow, he learned discipline. I did the same thing with him, I'd make him sit on the floor and get patience. And he earned his black belt. You know, I, I thought that all I was going to do was teach people how to fight and how to defend themselves. But I never thought I'd affect people's lives and be a, a real teacher. My instructor, Chief Master Almeyer, um, has been an inspiration to me from day one. He's the reason I started the ATA. He's the reason I'm still here. He's been an inspiration. He's been a father. He's been a mentor. He's been a disciplinarian. He puts me aside when I need to be, and he... he and he teaches me the things I need to know. A lot of my ATA career is based on what he's, what he's taught me. Even though they could kick three feet above their head and I'm working on a waist kick, he made me believe in myself. And it took me a lot longer than the rest of them. But because of the way he believed in me and I started believing in myself, that's when I started winning in tournaments and I was never a natural athlete. And he taught me to believe in myself. I was a green belt. Um, that's the first time I met him. And uh, he came to me and he uh, yelled my name, very military-like. He uh, fixed my middle stance with his famous finger pointing at my chest. And of course, I'm probably about 135 pounds. Um, he's just very intimidating person. And I wanted, I wanted discipline. I wanted, I wanted hard workouts, and I was, I kept going back. He's, uh, he's always been there. Uh, he's always kind of looking after me. I guess through every hardship that I've ever gone through, he's either called me up when he finds out about it, or he's been right there for me. I'd have to say he's pushed me along a lot of the times, making sure that you know, it's not about yourself. It's about your students being the good leader for them. 
He's a jokester, as Tom. You know, he can be a big jokester, and not many people really know that. Um, people like him and Master Clark, I understand from years ago, they would do all kinds of uh, practical jokes to one another. If they really got to understand and see that portion of the mall, they'd really have a, I guess, a different attitude. When I first started, I didn't realize the scope of it or even the impact or what it meant at that time. Because um, he was a fourth degree, and I believe he was soon to be testing for fifth degree. Looking back at it now, I said, oh my God, I was there at the beginning of some amazing journey for this man and for the organization. And Robert Alaminer. I don't know in my life, without your dad, what would have happened to me. We've changed a million people's lives. You can't help but just keep going and wonder now the next generation. I do hope that they keep the tradition. I do hope they keep the heart and the spirit of Song Am Taekwondo, and that's what's important to me. The spirit of martial arts and the spirit of Song Am Taekwondo comes from your heart and internally, and it doesn't do any good unless you give it to somebody else. And that's what's been given to me, and I'm passing it on. This organization has blessed many people's lives as they have blessed ours. I think he'd be really proud of our movements and what we're doing. I really do. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the 2013 ATA Lifetime Achievement Award recipient, Chief Master Robert Allemeyer. Welcome to episode 84 of the ATA Nation podcast. Sir, I will live with perseverance in the spirit of Taekwondo. Courtesy for fellow students, integrity within myself, and to become a black belt leader. Welcome to the ATA Nation podcast. Students, instructors, parents of Songam Taekwondo, welcome back to the ATA Nation podcast, episode number 84. Today, we spend some time recognizing and remembering the legacy of Grandmaster Allemeyer, one of the uh, original founders of our organization. 
The audio you heard before this intro is from the uh, YouTube clip, the YouTube video of uh, Grandmaster Allemeyer receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award. Um, if you haven't watched the video, you really should see uh, the images as part of it. It's so important for us as we um, you know, move further away from our founding um, years that uh, we remember those that were part of the founding, remember their heart, remember their stories so that we can continue their legacy. Today, I want to bring you a couple of stories. We have uh, just some things I've, I've read online, uh, some things for myself, and then we have an interview um, that uh, I want to share with you, uh, stories of uh, Grandmaster Allemeyer. Uh, first, let me start with my own, uh, my own story. My, my very first experience with, uh, meeting, um, at the time I was probably just master Allemeyer. I'm, I, I don't remember for sure. Um, was, uh, up in Lansing, Michigan. Um, I am from the region 102 that, uh, uh, Grandmaster Allemeyer started. Um, and, uh, I, he was up in Lansing doing a seminar, um, for the single bung mangi. It was the first protect seminar I ever took. It was probably 90, um, six, maybe 95, 90, uh, no, probably 96. Um, and, uh, I was, you know, a teenager and uh, I was riding up in the vehicle with my instructor to the seminar. And I remember them talking about how uh, Grandmaster Allemeyer was was pretty intimidating and could be pretty um, strict. And so as a as a first degree black belt, as a, you know, a teenager, I was kind of scared. I was like, I'm going to not make uh, not make much eye contact. I'm going to make sure I, I just say yes, sir. And I do what exactly I'm told. So I'm not doing a, a billion pushups or whatever. And, uh, you know, it was a great seminar. I remember afterwards thinking, uh, oh, man, he wasn't as intimidating as I thought um, because that I had grown into this thing that I was just super scared of. Um, and then years and years and years later, um, he was up as a special guest at uh, a tournament in Lansing as well. And uh, I was the RTTL and I was doing introductions and I introduced him incorrectly. Um, I can't remember if he was a grandmaster at that point or, or uh, just a, the, a chief master. Um, but I, I used the wrong title and I was like, man, I am going to die right here. You know, I'm going to be doing pushups. And he was gracious and, and didn't say anything about it. And I was very pleased because I was very, you know, still um, uh, intimidated. Um, he would be, he's kind of my, great grandfather instructor uh through my lineage and um you know i I've, I've heard lots of amazing stories got to interact with him at leadership camps and things like that um you know not as closely as many people but uh um you know it was a it was amazing to to meet him and and it's important for us to uh remember him and his his uh legacy um i'm going to bring you this story uh master uh Fayette put online a, a friend of mine um this was in 2005 i'm going to read it right from his facebook teaching tigers in the school i had just bought from uh senior master floca uh mr Fayette, you have a phone call my program director at the time came in the middle of class i'm teaching no you want to take this one on the other line son this is chief master allemeyer i dropped the phone yes sir you see, for me, my heroes were these great men in the ATA. My instructor, Master Floca, 
had always spoken so highly of him, it was like talking to a celebrity. He said, that's my school you have. You see, Lansing, Michigan was the second school ever opened in the ATA. How are you doing, son? You good? How can I help? I want you to go to a seminar with my friend, Grandmaster Clark and Chief Master Von Schmeling. It was called The Power of Double. That'll show you how to run your school. You go, you learn, then you come to Dallas and I'll train you. That conversation and care to take a moment and really connect changed the trajectory of my career and my life forever. An example of how this leadership affected me is a very direct and poignant way. He called Master Floka his son. I am his grandson in the martial arts. Thank you for setting the path and foundation for all of us. You will be missed. That's from Master Fayette. Um, Senior Master Floka is a is a student of um, Grandmaster Allemeyer's. Um, very close with him, and and uh, I really love this line that he put in a post on Facebook. Um, it says. Uh, you being Eternal Grandmasters, H.U. Lee's right-hand man, along with the other Founders Council members, is what made ATA strong. Time to rest, sir. Your legacy has it now. And that's so important for us. We're, we're his legacy. We're the, the people who have to pick up the mantle and, and continue to uh, make the ATA great because of what these men did. Uh, we've got another story here with uh, um, Chief Master uh, Tammy Harvey Stauber. Um, so, so let's get to that real quick. Special guest interview. ATA Nation, we are very pleased to have with us uh, uh, an individual who's um, getting ready to test for ninth degree. Um, Chief Master Tammy Harvey Lamberson, how are you today? Or Stauber, excuse me, man. Yes, uh, how sir. are you today, ma'am? I'm good. I'm great. Thank you, sir. And uh, um, we wanted to have you on today because uh, obviously in this episode, we are celebrating the life of Grandmaster Allemeyer. And this is somebody you know very, you knew very well, you know, you were there back in the day. Um, we just would like to hear, you know, maybe a story or two uh, that you have of Grandmaster Allemeyer. Uh Yes, sir. Uh, you know, I've... Uh, I was 12 years old uh, when I met Grandmaster Allemeyer, and obviously in the beginning, I was just this child and, and was in total awe of him. Uh, he was still still in competition, and uh, actually my original instructor, uh, who was fine as Shellnut, and Grandmaster Clark and Grandmaster Allemeyer traveled throughout the United States as the ATA black belt team. And that was before ATA had closed, uh, obviously closed tournaments. Mm. Uh, and uh, so they were going up against all styles and uh, you name it. They, and, and they were the three uh, that went out and fought and uh, kind of started putting ATA on the map as far as us, uh, our Taekwondo abilities and the ATA and, and we're, they and Grandmaster Olimar was the heavyweight of the three. There were a lightweight, medium weight, and heavyweight. So um, that was th- that was a fun to to be a part of and know all about that. Uh, for me personally, I probably one of my favorite stories would 
Grandmaster Allemeyer is I was 17 years old, I guess, and had gone up to Lansing for a national tournament. And we were, uh, had gone to his school and it was myself and uh, a gentleman named Ron Turchie, who was uh, a fifth degree in, in the ATA. And we had all gone up there for the tournament and gone to the school and I wanted to work out, but I, I didn't have my uniform and Grandmaster Allemeyer, uh, I was a third degree at that point. He, he was uh, already a fifth degree. And uh, he just said, uh, well, go, go in there in my office and, and you can just put my pants on. <laughs> well, if anybody knows me, I'm five, seven <laughs> and he was a giant and i kind of looked at him and I said, are you sure? And he said, sure. Go, go in there and get my pants, put them on. You can work out. Well, when I put those pants on and it had the leg stripe as what well, as we called it, the racing stripe, as I put those pants on and I looked down my leg and I thought, Oh man, this feels so good. Maybe one day, one day I'll have that. And I think that was probably one of my best best workouts ever uh, was to be able to to wear those pants and just to kick and punch and have that racing stripe going down my leg before I really ever had that racing stripe. So that was uh, that was a, a great memory for me. Uh, there's also uh, in 1991 when we went to Korea for camp. Uh, we had done camp and all of us had gone back to Seoul, Korea, and we were all shopping in Itaewon and myself and Grandmaster Clark uh, decided we were going to play a joke on Grandmaster Allemeyer. <laughs> and so we went and had him a new black belt embroidered and it was all in Korean writing. And uh, so at the end of camp, we presented it to him and Grandmaster Clark, at that time they weren't Grandmasters, mm. uh, they, you know, I think they, they, I don't even know if they were chief master. Yes, ma'am. Uh, and they, uh, Grandmaster Clark did this big presentation and we handed it to him. Well, on one side in Korean, it said American Taekwondo Association. On the other side, he thought it said Robert S. Alamar. <laughs> but what we had embroidered on there was Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> and he didn't know that. And the only person or the people that would ever know what that said would be anyone that could read Korean. <laughs> and it was probably two years later. Uh, he was at a tournament and I'm not even sure uh, who came up to him. And they said, they grabbed his belt and said, you know what this says? And he <laughs> said, yes, sir. It's, it's my name. Grandmaster Clark and uh, Master Tammy gave me this as a <laughs> gift. And, and uh, he said, that not say Robert Alamar. That's a Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> and it wasn't long till we both got phone calls and said, I can't believe you guys have done this. <laughs> and uh, for me personally, back on March the 25th of this year, uh, Grandmaster Alamar had sent me a text and it, the weather was bad in Michigan and it was iced over and there was this really pretty cardinal in the tree. And he sent me this text and underneath it, it just said Alice in Wonderland. Oh. 
I sent him a text back and it was a real pretty day here in Little Rock. And my picture I sent back and I just said springtime in Little Rock. And uh, then we, I talked to him, you know, I I talked to him a little bit after that. So, uh, you know, my memories of him are, are very fond and, um, he was a dear, dear friend of mine, of my family's. Uh, he loved to hunt and fish. Him and my dad fished together, duck hunted together with Grandmaster H. U. Lee. Uh, he uh, he was the kind of friend that uh, I could pick up the phone at any time and call him, and he was he was there for me. Uh, and I will I will obviously obviously miss his. Uh, his Taekwondo abilities and contributions, but uh, his friendship to me from a little girl to where I am now is, um, you know, I will, I will carry those memories. And I know, I know I'll see him one day again, but uh, until then uh, I'll just hold him in my heart. Yes, ma'am. Well, we, Really appreciate you taking the time to share those stories with us, um, how special that is. And I think uh, hearing about the friendships that uh, these individuals had, um, you know, Grandmaster Clark, Grandmaster Allemeyer, Eternal Grandmaster, um, really shows the um, kind of the heart that is the ATA, how that those friendships um, are what built um, this amazing organization and the the spirit that we continue as this family, um, you know, and, and stories like you've, you've uh, mentioned today, I think, really help us um, see how um, what they did in those early days has uh, uh, really um, built what we have and, and benefited all of us uh, greatly. Yes, sir, I agree. You know, kicking and punching is just a very small part of really what we do. And uh, even with our own schools and our own students, you know, those, those relationships that you build, uh, they do last a lifetime. And Mm -hmm. I, as for me personally, uh, you know, there's from 1973, I've still got some dear friendships uh, with the people that I met, you know, in those first camps and, and Grandmaster Allermeyer, Every camp that I attended, he was always there. And he, you know, a lot of people, uh, I don't think, especially in these last 10 years, I guess, uh, just because of his health and Mm -hmm. those issues, he he wasn't uh, as visible as he was in in those early years, in those, you know, 90s and 2000 years. Uh, But he literally was Grandmaster H.U. Lee's right-hand man. And uh, this organization would not be where it is today without his help. Yes, and, ma'am. Uh, I, I really, you know, hope and pray, uh, and it's up to me, his legacy will live. His legacy will live on as, as long as I'm a part of this organization, and uh, he, he will be greatly missed. Yes, ma'am. I think there are many, many out there who um, – who uh, agree with you, who are, are working hard to continue his legacy, um, you know, throughout the, uh, throughout the ATA. Um, you know, it's our job now as, as our founding generation, um, you know, starts to, to continue to get older and, 
And, you know, we, we move forward. It's our job to, um, you know, honor these individuals, learn from what they have done, um, and, and pick up the cor- torch and carry it. So, um, again, I want to thank you for your time. Thank you for your stories and thank you for, um, your, your passion for the ATA and continuing, um, the, uh, the great organization that we have. Yes, sir. I appreciate the time, uh, and, uh, wish everybody, the very, very best and can't wait to, to see uh, the future of, of our, our organization and, and how far we can take it and the next generation can carry it on also. Thank you, ma'am. I want to thank everybody online for their stories. And I, I'm going to encourage you um, as part of ATA Nation to reach out to your seniors um, and ask them to tell you a story about uh, Grandmaster Allemeyer. Um, we we need to remember these stories. We need to hear these stories so we can remember what's truly at the heart of the ATA. And it was these uh, these gentlemen, these individuals who um, were there at the very beginning. So uh, reach out to those individuals today, um, and your your seniors, and ask them um, about it. Grandmaster Allemeyer, have them tell you some stories so you can hear those stories and you can tell them to your students um, someday as well. So um, that's going to wrap up our episode for today. Um, you know, please share this episode so we can uh, continue um, sharing uh, the legacy of Grandmaster Allemeyer. Thanks for listening to another episode of the ATA Nation podcast. Be sure to subscribe and share with your ATA family. I know one of the stories that I tell my students um, sometimes, uh, especially when they get a no change or uh, they're dealing with uh, a no change um, that they've gotten in the past or whatnot, is I, I tell them that, uh, you know, the, the highest ranking, you know, American in the ATA at the time, um, testing for eighth degree black belt, got a no change. Um, you know, one of the guys who started it all, um, and he got a no change. And I, I, I tell him, you know, what an amazing uh, thing to, to, you know, have happened, uh, shows the integrity of our organization, um, shows the character of our organization and it shows the character of, of, of Grandmaster Allemeyer. Um, so, uh, just, you know, a great man, um, you know, someone we want, we want to remember and, and, and share. So thanks for tuning in guys. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.